the Education Lounge podcast. So yeah, our first conversation we had on this topic was about two years ago. Yeah, during while the we first were lockdown. In lockdown. Yeah, we started talking about the edu- education in the future and just the the future world, as it were. Like how it would be delivered. Yeah, yeah. And we said there are challenges, but obviously it's it's going that way. It's getting more digital. Um, and then you had the whole with Facebook changing their name to Meta. Meta. Um, so you was it so you got metaverse but then what's the difference between that and cyberspace because isn't it just the same thing branding I guess yeah. <laughs> so so yeah they, they've just it's for branding purposes but essentially you've got loads of and then you've got people buying property in the metaverse for like millions yeah like already yeah and it's I don't know it's a bit weird but <laughs> Do you think education would really like really work in that space or well, I think it can work, but I wrote down a number of challenges um that the metaverse or education in the metaverse would have. Mm-hmm. So they're they're on that note that I gave you. On the note, yeah. Yeah. There's quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's, do, well, well, let's do some of the positives first before we go into yeah. some of the negatives. Um, well, I've always thought, like, if you had an... Sometimes it's hard to get a, a class or a child to visualise... Um, like a concept. Victorian England or something like that. So imagine you're doing yeah. Frankenstein or, mm-hmm. or, I don't know, um, a Dickens novel or something like that. And then... It would be good. It would be amazing if you could bring them back to that time so they yeah. can experience. But couldn't you just do that in, in VR like without the metaverse? Couldn't they just be like a... Well, that, and that's partially what the... That's what VR, VR is, is in a way. It's a way that you can enter into this virtual space or cyberspace. Um, so... Yeah, it's just a vehicle that you use to actually yeah. to get there, get to the metaphors. <laughs> and then, but it confuses me a little bit, this concept, because, like, we're kind of, because we live online all the time, essentially, when, as soon as we act, it's just that the screen changes, like, it's just how close the screen is to your eyes that's changing. Well, it's the whole, Im- point. like, how immersed you are in it. Mm. I think if, if it gets to a point where you can't separate reality like actual life from your metaverse life that's where the issues are gonna occur i think yeah well, elon musk thinks that we're already sort of in the matrix so we're already plugged in yeah i could probably agree with but him. you can't you can't tell because of the like that's just an, that's the hard problem of mind isn't it you can't tell whether you're um, okay yeah Getting very philosophical, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> but but you can't tell like what's real and what's not real because all we all we can experience is all we've got is experiences. So yeah. if you can simulate those experiences in some way, then um, and you've got and you're connected to a computer in a sophisticated enough manner, then you can sort of 
stimulate your brain <laughs> in different ways so i don't know you can pretty much make reality indistinguishable from a non-reality or uh well i mean <laughs> currently they don't have legs in the metaverse so <laughs> i think that's quite they don't have legs they don't have legs they're just like a torso oh yeah they're walking hover, around, they're yeah. hover around yeah <clears throat> kind of like um like an emoji for like an apple emoji type thing mm. But have you seen the, have you seen the videos i think i think gadget show did one a while ago and there's people that have done ones re- recently in the actual metaverse where they try and spend 24 hours in oh in the yes. metaverse. have you seen i think those? i think i've seen us and and they they did thought it was interesting but maybe we did i don't know we sometimes watch on a lunch <laughs> on a lunch break <laughs> on a lunch break we watch these kind random of things. youtube um videos. i don't i don't think we've I don't think we've seen that one together, but I've definitely I, I've seen, seen one of them, yeah. Yeah. And the first the first thing on your on your list is exactly what happened to this person that tried to spend twenty four hours and it's their eyesight. Yeah. Their eyesight and like the like I mean, we, we stare at our screens. Yeah. Us Not specifically, I like all day, I don't more than eight hours a day. Yeah. Imagine like, having those screens like here. Yeah, like when it's you funny were, how those when warnings like, went away. Like, yeah, like when you were younger, like oh, you don't sit too close to screen, you'll get square eyes and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And, and now, and we're now gonna, it's like we're gonna put, put a screen on your eyeball, <laughs> like and apparently everything's now gonna be fine. Yeah, I, so I, those those uh, those um, yeah, I health think, warnings sort of disappeared. Yeah, because they used to say that all the time, and yeah. now it's like it doesn't seem to be that much of an issue. Like, well, I think it's still an issue. It's just not being pushed as an issue. Yeah, but maybe our eyes will adapt and just become <laughs> evolve, <laughs> as it were, to evolve into what? Into screens. pixels. Just like <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, I think I don't know that. That's that's a big problem because obviously if you get in a class to if you bring them to the virtual classroom, then first of all, the technology needs to adapt to everyone's eyes so you your the actual vr headset or whatever needs to be able to understand how someone sees and then sort of yeah because everyone sees slightly differently yeah and then and then think, adapt do, you, to it. do you remember the whole um was it blue dress gold dress thing oh do you, yeah do you remember that yeah so yeah i remember people perceive colors differently don't yeah. they yeah and then you've got color blind people as well. So all the content needs to be like designed. Yeah, for well, they, you can do like you can do on your phone. You can invert colors and all that sort of thing. Mm. Um, but that's just a technical issue, I guess. Um, in terms of immersion, so I think the main thing is immersion with the the metaverse because I think there's plenty of ways you can learn now online so and we've been doing it for years so there's videos you can look at so on youtube or some of those um coursera and udemy oh yeah type Mm -hmm. of programs that um those websites have loads and loads of courses and that kind of thing so that's the sort of initial issue is the the materials that you need to, to push online learning and then you've got I think the hard problem is how do you make a virtual classroom that's in sort of 
immersive enough for people to be lost in it and mm -hmm. but then maybe it doesn't matter whether they can tell whether it's is fake or not or real it just needs to be not painful for their eyes <laughs> not too not poor quality so you, you know things need to work in things need to work <laughs> needs to be yeah I don't, <coughs> I don't i don't think facebook are the people to do that and and then there needs yeah <laughs> sorry sorry meta meta yeah you don't, you I don't, don't so. know because every week I try I do all of all of our like social, social media. media and stuff and they can't even get a calendar to work yeah. or a login to work how are they going to make a whole universe I think I, like, don't, I don't think they're the ones you, you know Microsoft they've probably got quite a good chance actually because Microsoft they do a lot of business to business stuff that they're they're, they're sort of a much bigger company than people think a lot of the time and you everyone forget, knows you, they're a big company, but like... Yeah, you forget you know, how much they, they actually... Yeah, you kind of forget how connected in they are. And even in in terms of social media, they own LinkedIn. Yeah. They own LinkedIn? Yeah. So so they own a lot more than you you think. Did I know that? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, they've got the... They recently acquired Activision, which is... Yeah, that was a big thing. Um, so they're now pretty much the biggest gaming company and then mm. they've got the xbox cloud obviously stuff. xbox as well yeah they've, they've been doing this for years and they've got i think they've got ar glasses so augmented reality glasses but they use them a lot in industry and they're quite high end yeah should we just explain what the difference is between ar and vr yeah <laughs> okay so the way i say it is ar because it uses the word augment which means add yeah. So augmented reality is when the, you superimpose things on the world that you see around you. Yeah, and the, I guess the, the, the most, the simplest example people will know of is Pokemon Go. Do you remember that? Yeah. Sorry. Where you have your camera on the real world and things are superimposed onto the real world. Mm -hmm. And things like uh, Google and Apple, and they're working on these, might even be released by now. You know when you've got the maps and you're taking your directions? And it superimposes like three D arrows and like yeah. a fox, like follows <laughs> a fox to get to where you want to go to. Yeah. And I think like some museums do that. I think the Louvre did mm. something involving know, augmented reality. I know that Mercedes have that on their maps now in their cars. Yeah. Um, so that's augmented. And then virtual, virtual is um, virtual is creating of a whole a new a space, a whole new world. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's much more. Um, you'd say graphics intensive, yeah. So because you've got to drive a whole new world, create that whole mm. whole world, and insert the subject into it. So, um, yeah, usually through using um, like a headset, quite a big headset. Yeah. Um, so you got you got a few. I think was it um, the most famous, the sort of best known one is Oculus. Mm -hmm. Um which is also owned by Facebook. It is now, yeah. Oh, they meta. <laughs> meta. Still um, going to call them Facebook. But they're, they're, they're actually doing very well. It's just that no one really... Like, I think it was like the best-selling Christmas gift. What, Oculus? Yeah. The Oculus headset. Oh, 20... You can see into the future. <laughs> Christmas 2022. 2021. 21. <laughs> <laughs> I just forgot that, yeah. Um... 
yeah, the Oculus headset was actually very, it sold very well. And yeah. I think it delivers a pretty interesting experience for, um, and they've got some educational apps mm-hmm. and that kind of thing on there, but nothing, I don't think they've got anything that's true. It's, it's like an actual virtual classroom and that kind of thing. So nothing that a teacher could use in, could implement directly into their lesson very easily. But it well, could, I mean, you'd need like thirty, thirty-five headsets. <laughs> like, I think the the issue Barrier is to entry is so that like, in order to deliver that sort of experience, you'd need first of all enough headset. So mm-hmm. there's access issue, isn't there? Because like yeah. now we can reach people all over the world with online resources and stuff like that. But then now you require people to have a headset if if you're going to take it that far. And then you need the well a headset with enough power to drive that experience, which it, chip shortage, <laughs> yeah, um, sort of comes into that too. Um, and then you've got um, fragmentation of de- development as well, because you need think about it this way: you need someone to deliver a uniform and professional experience um with like few glitches and errors again i don't think facebook are the ones to do that yeah <laughs> sorry so, meta yeah so <laughs> well i don't i don't know because i've never used an oculus headset but i've heard they're really good but oh uh, no i haven't used an oculus one um I've used maybe, like a, a cheap like you know the remember google cardboard where you put your phone in and yeah those sorts of playstation did one didn't they they had playstation vr with the, the little the two handheld things and yeah. you can play play games and stuff with that yeah playstation has one and so does samsung with samsung devices mm. and apple and apple's one is, is in, in the making as well yeah and i think like the thing is is that once that i think once that happens that's when it's always the way isn't it people always do these things but once apple like do it more people know about it and the thing is is that thing about you sort of that uniformity of experience mm. um the sort of if you think about it, Apple, that that's generally what they deliver the best. Yeah, the ecosystem and all cause, that. Because they, the, the a lot of the d- development is is for Apple devices, and then if you have got too many things going on, so mm. if you're developing for too many platforms, then you have sort of quality issues. Um, so if Apple Apple's headset becomes the main headset, then I think it uh, the problem is they they've already um said they're not entering the men- the metaverse. I don't know about that. They probably just I mean they they wanted to <laughs> they wanted to deliver a, a wireless charger thing, didn't they? Oh yeah. And it, that never came out. So and I think they never wanted to actually. They never wanted to create the iPhone as a music player because Steve Jobs didn't want to cannibalize the iPod. Yeah. I miss the but, iPods. I miss. Yeah. I miss my iPod. But then it will, like, like I think it won't. Um, what's the word? I I think it will. I, I think they'll do it because I think it it will be so lucrative. That they'll just be pushed into that market. That they'll have to do it. Like, 
and they'll want to do it as well. And it sort of fits in with what they want to want to do, I think. Mm. They they might do down the line. Yeah. But when it's more mature. They'll hold out for a long time. They I I don't see them going into it anytime soon. What would they I know so gaming is an obvious place where VR will be useful, but Yeah. What do you think what do you think will be the most valuable thing in education? Hmm. Like the most valuable aspect of of having VR. I think the 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 example you gave earlier was quite quite a good one. Yeah. To because so like one thing like explaining oh this is what the Victorians did and this is what it looked like and. But mm. it's another thing to actually... Or watching something. Or we can watch it. It's another thing to actually, like... Do it. Vi- virtually it. be there. And and, and, yeah. like and you could, like, change your clothes and do Victorian yeah. dress like that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, Location. Then, you know, like, geography. So That would be quite cool. Yeah. It's like watching watching earthquakes and waterfalls and... Yeah, and you, you could stuff. go to, like... Like, you could be teaching a lesson in India or something mm. like that. Or china and then you could transport your students to yeah. that place like in a second so it is it would i think it would improve experiences but that the issue is is like how do you get a whole how do you get the whole class there without there being sort of technical issues and things yeah. like that and which yeah, there yeah. probably will be there will be yeah i mean when you have 30 people on one wi-fi network mm. just using your phone yeah. Everything slows down. Yeah. So the infrastructure you're going to need to have virtual reality delivered to 30, 35 headsets. That's just one class. Imagine a school with how, how many classes there are and year groups and subjects. Yeah. You're going like to need some, some it's like next the electric, level Wi-Fi. It's like, to it's like the electric car problem. It's like you infrastructure. Need yeah, it is. It is yeah. It's very, very similar. <laughs> yeah, and then you've got internet <laughs> barely able to like transfer files from one place to another I know. alone like if you're down if you're downloading and uploading like hundreds of gigs like mm. per headset yeah and then you've got all the people that have got to code and and design these worlds as well mm. like you'd have to have someone um that like like in films they've got to design what's the word i'm thinking of um brain's gone blank people who does like uh like in films or? not set designers but like um when they oh, my brain is just completely gone um in films where they where they have where they have to like make a whole new cgi cgi what what if disappeared <laughs> out my head you need people like that to design these sorts of yeah. places to make them realistic which is why at the moment everyone's just a emoji without legs because no one's done any of that leg work That's yet true. to to make that a reality yeah, there's a lot. Of, you know, there's a lot behind the scenes that need to be needs to be done. And yeah, I, d- I think like the amount of expertise in the world is like is limited, isn't it? Yeah. And then like learning, like we always experience this is like mm. you can never create enough stuff. You can never create mm. enough educational resources. You can always create more, and then you, <laughs> so you just have an end. It's a bit like it's like Netflix. <laughs> they produce so many things, but then they they still need to keep reinvesting to produce more content. Yeah. So, 
you've always got that issue. You've got, and it's harder as well because it's all, it's all so technical. <laughs> yeah, like the 3D modeling and all of that stuff and mm. just coding. <laughs> you don't have the people able to do it. Um, you got a limit on on that expertise. Although maybe, maybe computers will just be able to eventually just code things out themselves. Right. Yeah, that <coughs> that's where I draw the line. That's a scary thought. That um, that and like having any sort of implantation, like that's that's where I draw the line. Implants in your head, like. Well, you know that's um, what's that? What's that project called? That Neuralink. Neuralink. You got Neuralink, and then a, they did it with a, quite a lot. They did it with some some monkeys. Quite a lot of them died. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's what happens like when you experiment on. Yeah. With with this kind of stuff. But, yeah. No, yeah. I that's where I draw. Like I like technology yeah. more than most people, but that's where I draw the line. Yeah. To be honest, like I don't, I don't think there's much. In in a way, I'm, I'm like it'd be nice to have, but at the same time, it's it's not as if you need it. No. Like we've been learning for. We've been learning for. No, I was going to say millions of years. But well, we have, years, but we haven't been on. Well, like two million, isn't it, or something like That's that? Millions, technically. <laughs> yeah. But but we we've been we've had education systems and stuff like that, and we've been, you know, storing knowledge for thousands of years and, mm-hmm. and learning new things all the time, with no need for a metaverse or virtual worlds to help us, but. It's nice to ha- it's a nice to have, but not necessary. No, I don't think it's um, necessary either. In, in fact, like I think the more exciting things are are anything not headset related. So like um, you know things like Google Classroom, Google Meets, and um, yeah, things like uh, Udemy and online courses and YouTube. I think those are the really helpful things because they. They they first of all allow people to reach audiences that are far away, and that's with with the essential minimal, very 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 minimal, if not any cost, no barrier to entry. Yeah, so you've got those voices able to to reach other places, mm. which and with when with little barriers as well, like there's no there's no cost barriers for for a lot of these things aside from having a device of some kind can access it yeah which most people already have yeah. um whereas like with a headset or something like you you're sort of you risk sh- sort of taking a huge number of people out of that who can't afford or access those things um so you're only really targeting like the top the top people well the the most privileged people in society and in the world yeah because like, i don't have a headset yet no <laughs> but <laughs> It's it's more of a nice to have and a luxury rather than a. It's a more a, yeah, it's more of a toy than a tool. Yeah, at this stage. Right. Yeah. So well, some you know some companies they use like smart glasses and all kinds of things in their industry. Yeah, I think um, Facebook of of Meta have done <laughs> have done a, have done a smart glasses thing with Ray Ban. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, and I think. I think some warehouse workers as well. They use they use smart glasses and that would like updates and things like that and things from 
I don't know how it works, but they're quite expensive each each, each one. Pair, but apparently, yeah. apparently they're very good. Um, so I guess that's useful. It creates a bit of efficiency in the workplace. Mm. But then, and especially a warehouse environment, which can be quite confusing. And then you want you want to receive information quickly, but then, like most students, don't re- I don't think they need that necessarily. Um, during the sort of lockdown period, teachers were using Google Classroom. Yeah. And I thought that was, that was obviously valuable for that situation. And going forward, it's a useful tool because teachers can, like students can submit work online and receive feedback. And then students can also look back through the work they've, and teachers can look back through the work they've submitted and you've got something right there. So that's a very useful tool. But then virtual worlds, I mean, like I said, in, in those few scenarios like geography and his, historical events, <coughs> literature, that kind of thing, could be nice. But Yeah, but even then, it's not like you're living in that world. It's just you, you, you'd have your normal class, you'd put on a headset, mm. go to this place five five minutes and then take your head so off and go back into it's just like an addition to normal learning rather than yeah like a full you know yeah and then you've got the whole eyesight thing so i kind of think yeah it's not really especially for young kids because their eyes are still sort of developing mm-hmm. so they've got to be extra careful with you know have you know been too spending too much time in front of a screen is your eyes they're changing shape and stuff like that and adjusting. Yeah. So that's, been, that's probably what happened to me. <laughs> and I can, I, my, my eyesight's not bad. I can see without glasses, but yeah, after spending basically every day in front of a laptop, mm. like yeah, the no. whole day, yeah. every day. There's <laughs> too much screen time. Yeah. And then if you make that like also part of education and learning all the time, is it's like they their eyes will never have a break from that. Yeah. So, well, eyesight was one thing. Um, let's talk about uh, safeguarding as well. There's already been the first um, harassment claim in the metaverse, isn't there? Yeah. So that's it's been been open for like a week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that it was always go- it was always going to yeah, happen. Yeah, bound to happen. Um, I think they've got they've got something called a safe space. I believe where you can like create like a an bubble, area around a bubble like a around shield you. type thing. Yeah, reminds me of um. Do you, you watch the um Incredibles? Do you remember the Pixar film? Do you remember? Yeah, the which which there's, part? there's the the girl in that does like a force field. It reminds me of that. You know, yeah. she's just like force, and then like, yeah. no one can get into this. Yes, so it's kind of like that. In my mind, I mean, it kind of. It kind of works, but at the same time, I'm, I don't know if that will be the main... Will that be the main problem? Or will it be hacking? Like people actually hacking into... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could literally just steal your entire life. Yeah. And pretend to be you. <laughs> yeah. And and also, I think, like, was it... Yeah, because it's a virtual world, um, and you are, you're an avatar, as it were, mm-hmm. then people can take control of your avatar and then do things as you as you without anyone realizing 
Yeah, and then you add the whole crypto thing into that. It's like everything is just like in this world. Yeah, it's a terrifying thought to me. I don't. <laughs> no, I'm just like I don't. I don't understand how it adds value to. Like, I, in a few cases, it adds value, but then I don't think it adds much. As an as someone who teaches children all the time, it's like I can't see it being of that much value. Yeah, well, let's talk about that because my my main my main thing with this was um, that children need to be stimulated properly, like with other people, like connected. For, <clears throat> yeah, it's part of it's part of development, isn't mm. it? Like I was going to mention, um, like your friend had a baby recently or a year ago. Yeah. Um, during lockdown, mm. and she hasn't been around people people yeah. and what has that what has that done she struggles to well i think now it's probably a lot better but they they got her into nursery extra early just so she can socialize with mm. others and yeah um, and that that's that's one that's um that's without any sort of metaverse or vr or whatever that's just mm. not being around other people physically yeah and i think there's like an an element of escapism in the whole idea it's like oh the world is so terrible yeah we can't take the reality of the world so let's just create our own space our own safe space which is distinct from reality and yet so much better but and all of your problems have instantly followed you yeah. into that world so it's too it's too it's too um acting like god sort of thing making your own world that is uh, you know and hubris that's what you're trying to say <laughs> it's, it's like okay. it's too much it's when humans have too much pride um and they they think they can do god's job essentially um yeah i mean i think i think that's that's true to an extent but i'd say like we've kind of gone way past that stage like humanity is always <laughs> like we we always try and reach and i think it's okay to keep reaching but then i think the actual activity of of creating a virtual world so you don't have to be in this real one or, or maybe real we don't know <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> to be shielded from the realities of the world hmm. um by just entering a new one i think is a bit um sort of misses the point a bit I don't know how much we should actually be concentrating on that rather than trying to fix sort of the world around us and yeah. sort of make it better and, and sort of do the basics well. Um, but, uh, there, I mean, there's a lot of money in it. Like, I mean, so that's, that's the only reason people yeah, enter these sorts there's, of... There's profit motive. Yeah. But I don't, I, I don't know how much tangible value it adds to, you know, people's lives. Especially as like, you know, you've got some places where people can't even um, access water or food or or the internet. Or, yeah. um, you yeah. know, they can't or they can't go to school. So I, I don't know how much this I, yeah. helps. <laughs> I, don't, well, I don't think it would help us. And, and then the people that can't, that have limited access to yeah. education yeah. will be learning with books and classrooms yeah. and... And I, I, they'll probably overtake. <laughs> they'll probably, well, they probably will. Yeah. 
That's how that's how it works. No, I mean, I I think access to tools and uh, I mean the internet has has improved access to learning, mm. but then to what extent can I, I just don't know how much a virtual world will sort of extend and and improve learning. Um, well, why don't we talk about that? Why don't we talk about the like what's currently available? Mm without the virtual world just currently available online so we've already mentioned you've got youtube you've got video classrooms and mm. and that sort of thing um you were looking at um pearson's weren't you recently oh yeah so pearson is a <coughs> absolutely massive educational publisher so mm-hmm. they also do the say edxl um exams because um, they own, yeah, they, own they want they um they actually wanted yeah. to buy our books when we first made them. Yeah, well that is a big endorsement. <laughs> yeah, um, they they so they produce that they've been used to being a sort of um a legacy publisher for a long time, like printing physical books, and now like there's I think they're doing this um they're trying to bring their business more online and creating uh, things i think designed for people who are learning at home because a lot of people are, are homeschooling and that mm. kind of thing or they can't they don't have access to a to a good school or, or that kind of thing so they've created this online platform um and so it's got yeah so they're trying to replicate the normal like classroom experience, experience. online rather than making a whole separate but they're, experience. they're also emphasizing though that so like there's a learning partner which is usually the parent right and then there's a teacher who delivers the lesson so they they are emphasizing that 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 link between the teacher and the the person delivering lessons and that kind of thing and checking their work is also sort of coordinating with the learning partner and then you've got so yeah. obviously like video chat software it's built built into the same like yeah. window and then you've got yeah and then you've got like the resources themselves so obviously pearson has a lot of power in that regard because they they own so much stuff um so many educational materials so they can they can make that appear on the screen and that kind of thing yeah um so the child can read and that kind of thing and and like words that they don't know they can sort of hover over them and i think like so like pop outs and interactive and yeah it's it's quite good that they've established that between the parent and the teacher because what we've found that haven't we like with doing what we do the parents that are yeah like properly involved in and know what the children are doing those kids tend to be the ones that are further ahead yeah like when when i think of education and being a tutor i don't really think of it as I don't think of it as me delivering information to the student. It's more about eliciting understanding from the student and building a relationship. Hmm. Because you find that students learn better when they're connected with the person they're learning with. So that's another reason why I think virtual reality is a bit... Like, yeah. 
the the artifice in having avatars and stuff like that, I think, is is isn't sort of takes away from the learning because you're not really interacting directly with the person. Yeah, which isn't you're simulating it. Which isn't terrible if you're an adult, but if you're a child, you need that. You need yeah, that, like you need that connection. Adults have they've had years of hopefully <laughs> hopefully years of socialization with people in different age groups and stuff like that so they understand yeah. like how to interact with others and you know they're used to interaction usually um but then children at a very early age need to be socialized so it's a bit like a you know, like dogs it's, as well. Yeah, like, it's very similar. Like they they need to they need to be so socialized social, with other yeah, dogs. Yeah, social social mammals. We need that. So, but what happens when these children who are potentially in this world mm. become adults that haven't? Yeah, done I any know. Of that? That's that's quite scary. Yeah, we can say that now because we've been. Because you, you know, I mean, you've seen poorly socialized living. dogs and what they what they do. Yeah, well, they're either attack or they hide that's the yeah. two uh, yeah because a fearful dog is a dangerous dog fight or flight yeah, yeah. um it's, it's weird because like at, at the same time as sort of expanding this the sphere of human interaction with so so there's this theory in social science called the expanding circle and it's just the idea that as societies move and develop and as communication develops and that kind of thing and you speak to more people and more countries interact mm-hmm. our morality grows to encompass a larger sphere of people right but then with <laughs> with with virtual reality and avatars and stuff like that we've seen how people act online like, yeah just imagine the comment section of any video and imagine that it. imagine that being played out in in real real life. Well, you see that in games all the time, don't you? Like the way that people treat each other in games, like though. Yeah, yeah. When you're yeah. playing online or whatever, yeah. But then, if you make all of their interactions virtual, so including their learning, then, mm-hmm. so if you expand. I mean, I I'm not going to say anything about like whether, virtually, whether your virtual interactions will influence because. I I don't know how much evidence there is for that. Like, for instance, if you game a lot, like whether you're and you play a lot of violent video games or something like that, you're more likely to be violent to people. I don't think that's that's shown to be true. No, I don't think it is. But but if you were to extend all your interactions in life to being virtual ones or most of them, like Mm. the majority of them, from a young age, then you probably wouldn't know how to act in the real world <laughs> you have terrible social skills mm. um and that can impact a lot of things in your life and it we don't know what f- impact that has on like brain chemistry and that kind of stuff so we don't know well we can we can assume we can I take d- a we can take a i never assume like well, we <laughs> can take an educated guess as to what would happen yeah so obviously we, it hasn't happened yet mm. so we don't know but we can extrapolate and mm. figure out roughly what would happen. I, I have felt a sense of that, as in I do think that people are more, like with the amount of, say, you've got information from all around the world, people are less ignorant in a sense of 
what other countries are doing and that kind of thing and that i think that's a good a, a good fact of sort of widening communication networks and that kind of thing but i think if you were to make everything virtual and live in a metaverse that might not be the best thing <laughs> for society or the world um and i think yeah that it's interesting how like it's always facebook and meta who gets into these kind of issues yeah. like like you know when it comes like they always touch on the side of like the ethical side of of things it's always like facebook information and that kind of thing privacy mm-hmm. and now we've got this whole metaverse thing which opens <coughs> a whole other can of uh, worms up so they've got yeah. this this um, habit of attracting a lawsuits and just all kinds of ethical issues sort of arise all in the you think about how much data yeah they get from just mm. your your date of birth and your location and a couple yeah. of likes or whatever. Imagine the amount of data they'll get on you on and your interactions and in your interactions everywhere you go, everything you do, everything you buy, and then the advertising that they'll include. And then yeah, imagine the imagine if you had to pay pay to switch off adverts in the metaverse, like you're just living in this world and you've got to switch off that advert. And that, I and I just don't trust it. I don't trust it from, from seeing seeing what they they're capable of doing just from a Facebook account. Yeah. Imagine, just imagine what they could do with. But yeah, like yeah, it's a new industry. It's an opportunity to make money, but I don't know how much tangible value it adds to the world. Like, mm. like sure, it will make it will make people richer. Some people who are able to benefit from it, and yeah, it well, it's the same as everything. It makes some people richer and some people poorer. Mm. It's just but, but I think, like for instance, the fact like something like YouTube. I think is is a bit of a it's a kind of a good for the world in a in a in a way because at least you can create stuff and you can reach new people but then I think there's something slightly more insidious about creating a virtual world where people live and interact yeah um um I just want to bring it back to um we did start this and we kind of went down a whole rabbit hole um so the major players in this um, education, like online education thing at the moment, aside from Metaverse and all of that, so we had Pearson's. Let's just recap. So Pearson's, they've got an online mm. online thing where you've got a teacher, uh, a, a parent, mm. a student, and they there's like a video call, you said, right? Yeah, so you've got and, video and call. And video call, and you can look at like pop-out words and things, and it's all in one sort of yeah. place. Um, I think that's valuable. Then, yeah, that, that's valuable. Yeah. Um, we've then got something like Google Classroom, yeah. which can manage your assignments and your homework and your your class timetable. You could probably build in some sort of Google Meet. Yeah, there's there's, there's to, yeah there's Google Meets yeah. like in, sort of included on it, which which is, is what we use during during lockdown. We yeah. use Google Meets. We didn't really use Google Classroom that much. Um, but we use the calendar to set up all of our classes but, uh, and all yeah. of our links and things. So that's a very, I think so that's, that's a very useful tool for. Yeah, so managing assessments and and, and like feedback and yeah. the parent can see what the child has done and hasn't done, what the homework is, what they're learning, file mm. management, all that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. So um, we've then got um, 
something slightly different. So, uh, brilliant. You've used this before, have you? Yeah, I'd, I'd a little play around with it. So, there's this, this sort of app called Brilliant, and it's quite good for like problem solving. And the way way things are explained, it's ridiculously the software engineering on that side is is ridiculous because is really really interesting and um because it gets the way it gets you to see a problem is is kind of how it sh- how that's how learning should be so um and but it's very it's very much it's not teacher led or anything like that so it's, it's up to it's like self it's it's on the student to explore it yeah. and i think that's a great thing um so <coughs> And um, then you've got um, a masterclass, which I've used a little bit. It's not interactive, but you have like a course laid out of like maybe nine fifteen-minute videos on a specific topic. Mm. Um, you know, not Link- interactive. You, you, know but Link- you know, LinkedIn as well. They have um, you can learn stuff from there too. They've got like a LinkedIn courses thing. I think if you got like a pro membership, right? I oh, know. I didn't know that. So then Microsoft are are making their way in. Yeah, Um, (laughs) that's what I mean. You've then got um, these coding platforms. I've used Code Academy before in the past. Yeah. Um, Free Code Camp and and Udemy. These are online. Mm -hmm. No no teacher, right? I know Code Academy doesn't have a teacher. You have like a course and you have like a window where they show you what to do and a window where you type in your code and you can complete tasks and things. You can ask questions to the the community as well. So you've got a lot of community base. I think that's great because it gives people access to to learning. And and in the case of free Code Camp, it's completely completely free. Okay. um, So Pearson's... Google Classroom, brilliant, and Masterclass, and coding uh, platforms like Code Academy and Free Code Camp. And you've got Udemy. Um, and Udemy. Udemy. Um, and then you obviously have the meta and all that stuff we spoke about earlier. Mm. What would be your... Let's say you had to pick two. To use. So you've got, to, you've got to pick two from the Pearson's live chat um, with the resource and the teacher. Meta, Google Classroom brilliant all these coding like the way the coding stuff oh, laid out so if you had to pick two of them if which you were, two would you pick if you were uh oh if you were interested in coding then i think well i mean free code camp yeah no i'm saying like so, okay say say you are say you're teaching or you're, you're a student of ours yeah. like i don't know year nine year 10 year 11 oh that sort of age and um, you had you you had to pick two which two would you would you say would be most useful for you for you? Um, probably. I mean, to be honest, you YouTube. Yeah, we haven't mentioned we haven't yeah. mentioned YouTube in in you, this YouTube. List. You can if you if you use YouTube, then you can access so many different creators. And but I guess you need to select what you. It's all then. It's all about selection because you've got to trail through what's look for what's good well um, okay um, no okay i'm gonna give you my answer i would say ideally you'd want a combination of these things yeah. right you'd want a bit of the t- yeah. teach yourself a bit of the with the teacher and well for for what we do um at the moment i would probably have a combination of uh like google classroom and and youtube mm. 
and and Pearson's uh, online thing because you could have your course laid out with your videos and all the file management sorted if, for you. If you if you want, you could sprinkle a bit of like VR in there and whatever to bring yeah. some more stuff to life. Like we've seen, I don't know if you've seen any of the um, Apple keynotes when they started talking about AR and VR. They had, um, I think they had the uh, the iPad um, with with augmented reality and they'd like put down. Like, I don't know, like a heart or something, and mm. you'd see like well, how the heart would work in like biology, or or how this engine would 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 move in real life. Yeah. In in like physics and stuff like that. So if you could have a bit of that in in with with this, that would that would work. So I'd probably pick I'd probably pick those two things. Mm. So, it's, what would you what would you go for? If you're depends on who you are, but if you were to if you were a tutor, then Google Classroom would be the main thing if you want to access as many people as possible and, and teach and you want to manage that, then that would be you, the most valuable tool. If you no, were but if you're on the other end, yeah, if you're on the other if you, end. If you were a student and say you were homeschooling, then yeah. the Pearson tool, Pearson Online would be pretty useful um there's loads of tutor platforms too that you you can use um alongside that because you you probably want to access more than one type of tutor and and have access to various experts um as an if, if you're interested in um sort of developing your own learning more and you're very independent you're a very independent learner then something like youtube would be good and i think if you're concentrating a lot on problem solving skills then brilliant's excellent because there's nothing i don't think there's that much like it out there what i've seen um it's pretty impressive what the, the way that they teach and break down a problem is very logical and um it gets progressively more difficult and you feel a sense of achievement once you reach the end of a module. So... Okay, so you'd pick... You tend to go on long tangents with bring it back around. Well, you'd pick um, Google Classroom and... Um, similar. Google, yeah. Google Classroom slash YouTube and, and Pearson's. Yeah, with, I a, think with, a sprinkle, with a sprinkling of other bits. I See, I haven't... I've never used the Pearson thing and... As a tutor, I wouldn't really need it, but it looks really good. Like it look, it looks valuable. It'd be interesting if anyone's ever used it, if they could let let us know and and say what it's like, because I mm. all I've got is the, what I, yeah what you've seen from what I've seen from it. Well, um, let let's talk about um, just just to wrap it up. What our our side of things are so our, our our model is very very old school like we have booklets um mm. that are broken down by topic and by week for every for every subject yeah. um we did have to go online and we did use google meets for that um and there is practically no parent mm -hmm. that has said we prefer online you do the, most, of them, like most of them most of them have 
There's been the odd one where they've have to homeschool or they're not allowed to come out or, or that sort of thing. But gen- but all of our students that were with us, um, they they with with a few strange exceptions. They're they're not the majority. Um, most people prefer in person learning. Yeah. Um. Some 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 for some reason like like online, but. Yeah, the majority, and I think it it might also just be because they can't be, they're a bit lazy. <laughs> they can't be bothered to walk or something like that. For the what? For the students? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the students, yeah. But, but for but for parents and and that, they they want and the most students actually mo- most they, they they want the interaction. Mm. They want the yeah they want the interaction with with other people. Most other students, mo- most, tutors, most yeah. parents also want what they're what what the children like as well because they can tell that their child isn't progressing learning online or something like that yeah so very quickly you can so yeah. so they yeah because they they tend to want what's best for the child and yeah you can tell in, in most cases they 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 prefer in-person learning simply because they see that their child is much happier learning in person um there there's a few I can think of a few exceptions, but like, there's not many. Yeah. Um, I think the uh, the teacher's job will be one of the last to go. Hopefully, it won't go. <laughs> um, it won't. It won't. Well, it won't be in our time. Yeah. But it would be one of the last ones. Yeah. To, if you th- to go. Yeah, I think like yeah, say like driving, for instance, might be something that goes. But again, I think that's that's actually quite far in the future. Yeah, it's further than people think. Yeah. But yeah, like something like teaching, it's because it's so much. It's like nursing as well. It's like so much about emotional connection. Then, then they're not they're not they're not simple, rep- repetitive tasks. tasks. No. And when you have ethical deci- dis- ethical decisions to make, um, and that sort of thing. It's going to be a, it's going to be a long way off until um, some f- some bit of code can can yeah, understand and that. And then you've got so many children with different just learning needs. Um, it's very tailored. You can't yeah. have a one size fits all sort of thing. Like even if you're teaching the same topic, you might you Teach break it, it down different in way. different ways for different students. And yeah, sometimes it's concrete. Sometimes it's abstract, and you use some sort of analogy to explain it. Or it's yeah. it's different depending on each. Mm-hmm. each person yeah we'll, we'll leave it there so our thoughts to finalize are um some of it could be useful uh and it's a, it's a long way off um where it needs to be. where it needs to be and it's a long way off for what most people think like it's not going to be in the next couple of years yeah why well, I, th- I think it's just it's just about it's just about profit really yeah so. always is <laughs> yeah i don't i don't think it does much it adds much tangible value but um but it's just it's let, let us know if you disagree yeah we'll um, see where it leads okay right. okay thanks for watching see you next time